been home in the night with my head up out the roof I'm thinking living in the heights Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening everybody This is Zach and Bro, aka Kevin Afoko here Back here with episode 57 of the Wonder Wednesday podcast Today is going to be another special podcast um, Not kind of deviating away from our usual discussion topics of gaming, music, anime, culture and TV shows. Uh, today we wanted to talk about something a little serious and that I discussed a little bit at the beginning of episode 56 uh, with Emmanuel, um, but I have my special guest with me this week, Tim Yip. What's going, what's going on? What's going on? Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for allowing me to be here. I'm so honored and I'm definitely passionate about this and I'm ready to you know talk more about it. Definitely. Um, as you know, the spike of Asian American Violence has gone out of control, uh, specifically in the Bay Area of California. Uh, many elderly individuals, um, you know, seemingly being harassed and, and bothered um, from doing, you know, their merely daily tasks. You know what I'm saying? Just going about walking around in their neighborhoods and such and are harassed and, you know, hurt and even killed. Um, and so over this, you know, the last couple of weeks, we've seen uh, a spike of Asian American attacks, even in our area. Um, Tim and I live pretty close to each other. Um, so obviously this has impacted us in a very, you know, crucial way. But, you know, simultaneously we're both minorities and we have gone through many different things in our lifetime um, as young adults. And we want to make sure that we spread awareness to, you know, our, my audience here on the Wonder Wednesday podcast, but simultaneously um, give you guys kind of more perspective of ways you can get involved. When you see something, say something, and just be an overall, you know, open-minded person and realize that, you know, there's a lot of negativity and hate that really does go around. Um, and sometimes we, we tend to let it go or we think of it as a joke. Uh, but internally, for some people, this is a, a daily reality that they are fearing for their lives, especially elderly Asian Americans now are probably don't even want to leave their houses due to the fact that these they can be um, victims to these type of crimes. So um, definitely I wanted to talk more about this with you, Tim, um, you know, being, you know, that you are Asian American yourself, um, you've seen how your parents and your family kind of traverses and, and does their daily things. Um, and sometimes, you know, you never know. You go to a store, you go somewhere, someone can utter uh, a racist remark. And, you know, who knows? Do they do they apprehend the situation or do they just let it slide, you know? Definitely for sure, man. And first and foremost, I just want to again mention that at the end of the day, we're all one big, you know, family here. I understand that there's a lot of other minority groups that are also facing issues not only with racism but other challenges as well absolutely discrimination you know issues in the workplace as well and i definitely want to say that i acknowledge that and we are all here for you we are all listening we are all you know we all want to be allies here and as an asian american myself i just want to say that yes there is there has been a lot of heated um issues going on around anti-Asian racism and anti-Asian hate. And as an Asian American, I do feel like um, this sort of thing should be talked about. This sort of thing should be, you know, discussed and open. Like no one should ever feel passive or ever should feel afraid of yes. speaking about issues like this because this is a serious issue and we definitely need to, you know, find ways to combat this xenophobia, this this hate that's been going on. Correct. Um, 
Exactly, and I definitely agree with you. Um, so just to give a little background, I I'm a fourth generation Asian American. I'm so my family has been here in the U.S. since the mid to late 1800s. So my family goes way back. Wow. Um, my family, you know, has been participating in the Second World War with the U.S. My family's own grocery stores, laundry mats. All that stuff so we definitely have a history here in the u.s and i definitely have a lot of stories a lot of things that my family has gone through that i can definitely mention um but yeah at the end of the day um yeah you're absolutely right uh sort of things like this especially with the elderly lately have you know definitely um spread panic among not only myself but my family yes. and i do want to make sure that my grandparents are okay um yeah, especially, you know, with, with everything going on recently, I just want to make sure they're okay. And I want, I want to let them know that everything's going to be okay, that they don't have anything to fear. Exactly. I mean, again, with our recent presidency, we have seen, you know, xenophobic comments, you know, going upwards, uh, especially with the perpetuation of that from the COVID-19 pandemic um, due to the fact that it started in China it has been equated to a Asian virus or something that was spread from Asia came to the United States. Um, and that has spread, you know, hate towards this, this specific group of people, which is horrible. You know what I'm saying? This obviously affects each and every one of us. You know, the, the coronavirus is not, you know, it does not pick and choose its enemies. Everybody is susceptible to getting this virus, right? Um, and so exactly. when you have a president who does these type of comment makes these type of comments and thinks it's okay and his followers do the same thing um it brings about more hate more you know ignorance to the fact that you know these individuals have came into our nation and have made transformative steps for us as well um you know so many businesses uh asians that have created so many different areas and landmarks and you know cultures and traditions that they have spread to us right and here we are throwing back uh you know, racist and hateful comments towards them uh, and making them feel as if they aren't, you know, contributing to a better, a better world for all of us. And, you know, th these same people are the people that go and eat at Asian establishments and, and enjoy those amazing brevities of things. But once it comes to respecting the overall, you know, culture and idealisms that had to, that had to come about in order for these things to come about um it's it's like everybody turns a, a blind eye to that so definitely i think it's important that you you know look into this situation especially if you are uh, a young adult um understanding your biases and what makes you think differently than others about certain situations um and so definitely uh, tim I, I think that's really important that you know every race of people especially within our minority groups we we kind of look out for each other um and and see each other's perspectives uh what type of biases what type of microaggressions what type of um you know violence that we see transpire and ways that we can stop that right we are the next generation we are the next step to a better world so yeah totally for sure man yeah. and so you know um how this whole pandemic first started right yeah how a lot of people have found out that this virus or this COVID-19 virus was first discovered in Wuhan, China. Correct. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's definitely been discovered in Wuhan, China, and there's no debate about that. The thing is, though, that people don't really understand is 
if you think about it, dude, if you think about it, mm-hmm. without the help of Wuhan, China, without the selflessness, without the due diligence, without professionalism that individuals in China did, who knows where we'll be right now, right? Exactly. I want to, um, you know, take a moment to acknowledge this one heroic individual, Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. He was the... He, a lot of people don't actually know this, but he was the one who discovered COVID-19. Oh, wow. Else. Wow. Yeah, he discovered COVID-19 before anyone else. He's the one who first discovered it in the Wuhan hospital from this unfortunate patient. And dude, without a second, mm-hmm. when he first discovered this uh, virus, he immediately um, alerted everyone he could alert. Yeah. You know? He didn't, you know, he didn't ignore it. He took this as an opportunity to help others, help the world, prepare for something that could be devastating, that could be dire. And he unfortunately gave his life for it. Yeah. That he is. He was 34 years old when he passed away from COVID 19. No way. Wow. Yeah. And. So young. Yeah. And people don't realize it, that people don't realize it, but um, they definitely should give more credit to Dr. Lee. Yeah. Without his heroic, selfless, you know contribution she knows where we'll be right now exactly imagine if we didn't detect this till later on you know what i'm saying people were still traveling around um so without somebody giving us awareness to you know start making reprimands for uh or making different changes to our traveling and all that in order to slow down the spread you know who knows where we would be right now you're 100 right and that you know, brings up the point that, you know, we really need to thank the healthcare workers and doctors and scientists that have worked tirelessly on this vaccine and, and helping uh, everyday Americans and everyday citizens, you know, throughout the world be able to kind of get back to their normal daily routines. Um, but definitely, you know, I never heard about Dr. Lee's story. So thank you so much for sharing that. It's really, really important. No worries, man. Definitely for sure. And I love what you said. Healthcare workers definitely should be acknowledged for all the hard work and dedication. Without their hard efforts, we, I don't know where we'd be right now. Absolutely. And like my cousin, she's a, she's a nurse and I definitely know a lot of other nurses that have, you know, helped COVID patients. And it's definitely a hard, stressful job. Yeah. Yep, going in there, not knowing what to expect, um, and even fearing that you will spread the virus to your family as well when you are off duty from work. You know, that's a whole another battle in of itself, um, and that could really give you some some mental disdain because of the fact that oh, you don't want to infect your family. So out of respect for them, you are physically distancing yourself from it. It's it's a really tough battle, and definitely I've seen uh, that reality for many families, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, you know. Just to get back more on topic, though, um, obviously minority uh, individuals are always treated differently. You know what I'm saying? For me personally, I feel like I need to exemplify myself in a manner that fits the criteria of the environment I'm in. Right. Um, So we can take it into the work setting, for example, just being articulate. Um, People like to call it code switching, being able to. switch up your lingo or the way that you speak to people with, you know, different colloquialisms or different types of um, speaking patterns or slang that you might use, et cetera. Um, you know, in the workplace, how do you feel about, you know, issues like this? Um, does your company do a, well, a good job? How do you feel in your current work environment? 
um, when it comes to issues like this kind of being um, perpetuated? Is it ever brought up? Are there meetings associated with it, maybe in your um, business resources groups? Yeah, sure, man. So I'll tell you one thing. So being this huge Pan-Asian diversity and inclusion initiative to help spread um, awareness about the Asian Pacific Islander communities around IB, not only that, but help spreading love and awareness and allyship to other BRGs. Um, this month, we're actually celebrating Black History Month. So I was doing, you know, create allies and do all that stuff. And one thing I'll tell you is companies, multiple com- many companies out there do take this seriously, man. Do take yeah. this seriously and they have zero tolerance for stuff that can happen like this. Yep, 100%. For example, like working at tech, a lot, like, as you know, the tech industry is becoming more diverse every single day. Yep, thank goodness. Um, on- <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank goodness. Um, so not only a, a lot of like minority groups are starting to, you know, take advantage of tech and actually um, pro- proliferating the tech industry which is awesome but not only that but like individuals individuals with different genders different sexes were all taking the tech industry by storm which is so inspiring yes so and the thing is what we do mention is yeah for like companies who take this seriously they they want to make sure that every single employee is aware that um racism xenophobia even microaggressions yep are very very serious and people need to be aware that whatever they say can be extremely sensitive extremely sensitive and people can take it the wrong way i'll give you one example um my second day on the job uh i experienced a um not really racist but ignorant um scenario okay where a co-worker um was talking about uh chinese restaurant Chinese restaurants nearby okay. and I was in the room right yeah they weren't really talking to me directly but they were talking to someone else and they were like hey I know a few good Chinese restaurants nearby ching ching ling 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 din right wow like they literally said that right no way me. right that is me. disgusting bro I'm so sorry you had to experience that is the completely is, atrocious yeah wow the thing is so being a fourth generation Asian American, I also was born and raised in a predominantly white community. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, I also faced a ton of racism, a ton of xenophobia, a ton of, you know, hate. Yeah. But eventually, over time, I was able to mature and I was able to acknowledge that, you know, sometimes it is racism, but sometimes it can also be ignorance. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And there's actually this one principle, I don't know if you've heard of it, called the Han Lens Razor Principle. Okay. Never heard of it. So the principle is basically never attribute to malice, but mm-hmm. there's a clear, adequate explanation for stupidity, right? Yeah. Which basically is another way of saying, if you see something, you hear something that might seem offensive, don't mm-hmm. just jump to conclusion, don't just confront immediately. Actually, take a second to take a deep breath and think think because there might be a, a, there might be an explanation why that sort of thing happened yeah maybe ignorance maybe they just didn't know yeah they're uneducated exactly exactly yeah exactly. they're uneducated there you go like, they're uneducated yeah and they don't really know that what they've said or what they've done was actually offensive yep you so know just give people the benefit of the doubt i mean yes as young individuals like ourselves i kind of feel like we just need to take the mature out obviously anyone can you know confront someone 
get into a fist fight, you know, starting heated argument. But at the end of the day, and violence is never the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Violence is never the answer. We, and as young individuals, we do need to, you know, stop and think that maybe this is not racist, or maybe this is not prejudice or xenophobic. Maybe yeah. it's just ignorance that we just need to educate people on. Yeah, I mean, really great point that you really hit on right there. I think many people, especially if you don't grow up with a diverse group of friends uh, in your origin as a kid or your parents don't ever bring up issues such as this, you grow up in a reality um, that is not fully sufficient to understanding the issues that are pretty much predominant in different races outside of your own, right? Um, I read or I watched this video pertaining to how white individuals sometimes don't see for example in the black culture uh why the n-word is so uh offensive and why we ask that people don't use it correct and like <clears throat> it's really crazy because some people aren't trained to understand why that word is derogatory right um i watched um this one guy he hosts a show called um conversations with a black man and uh, his name is emmanuel uh I'm blanking out on his name. Acho. Emmanuel Acho. He's a previous football linebacker. Um, and he had a conversation with this NASCAR driver. Um, and I'm blanking out on his name too. But uh, he used the N-word um, when he was like in the middle of a race or whatever. And didn't understand the implications that it had against uh, that specific group of niche people. Right? Um, obviously in that moment he was very comfortable using the word maybe he was uh around people that were comfortable using it as well um that he didn't see the blatant ignorance and blatant hatred that that word carries when he uses it correct and the history that it has um and so i think proximity plays a really big role in why issues like this happen and and, and that's why like sometimes you go on twitter or you go on social media and they always say like you know, you got you guys might be open-minded yourselves because you're this generation, but like go talk to your racist uncle or your racist auntie or your you know really conservative grandma that doesn't understand these type of issues, right? Um, and that's really true because this is they're kind of the source and the core issue as to why some children go to college and don't realize that issues like this is are real a reality, right? that you know again you don't see many diverse groups of individuals or you don't associate with different diverse groups of individuals um so that's a really good point that you brought up because definitely some people just aren't aware people just aren't uh exactly. understanding of those type of issues because they themselves have never experienced that level of prejudice or uh discrimination or oppression um exactly. so that's super true and going back to the point where i mentioned about the co-worker yeah so I was there, right? And actually, when they said an ignorant thing, a lot of my other coworkers turned to me, right? With mm -hmm. shocking faces. Yeah. They were completely shocked and they were trying to wait for, to see what I would do. Right. But the thing is, like, I could have gotten to a heated argument, you know. Right People there, always look for a reaction, I'm telling you. Yep. Yeah. The thing is, I had to take a step back and think. Because, I mean, maybe this guy said it not for hatred, not for not for intention of being racist but he was just he or she was just acting you know ignorant right 
right? So I just needed to, you know, take a step back and just think, um, yeah, definitely, this might be just, this might just be ignorance. And the best thing for me to do is not to spread more hate and more violence, but to educate. Yeah, easily. Educate. There you go. And definitely every moment is a, a moment to educate others on those type of issues. You know, it, people can really go. 30 40 years of their lives without really encountering mm -hmm. somebody who's willingly going to step up to them and let them know this is an issue you know what i'm saying um yeah and totally for sure and yeah you know the thing is as long as people are totally open-minded or open-minded understanding um, yes yep yeah like that's definitely a key one of the key things to grow not only as individuals but as a community yes that we're able to you know acknowledge that what we did was wrong and we're able to learn from it and not make the same mistake yeah and i'll give you a perfect example um so actually this happened to me it's actually very similar to your um story about the person in nascar where uh, i was in elementary school right mm -hmm. and we were reading huckleberry finn okay yep yeah um <laughs> and we were just reading it we're doing popcorn right just reading it in oh here we go and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, i already see where this is going and for me, I've never heard of the N-word before, right? I've never heard of it. Yep. I've never heard anyone say it. I've never seen it on the news. So when I was reading Huckabee Finn out loud in front of the class, I said the N-word unknowingly mm -hmm. without knowing that it was an, off an offensive term. Right. And as soon as I said that, everyone started looking at me. Exactly. Like I was an enemy, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was an enemy that I shouldn't have said that. Yep. At the same time, it's like, obviously now i do acknowledge that it's a really really offensive term and for now on obviously i shouldn't say it but at the time i just didn't know that what i said was offensive yeah exactly and as soon as someone pointed it out that it was offensive and i immediately acknowledged it i immediately apologized and i've learned from that mistake there you go learned from that mistake all right but it's all about intention you know it's all about intention mm -hmm. um like obviously i didn't intend to when I said the N-word, I didn't intend to be offensive. I just didn't know that it was an offensive term. There you go. So it's all about, you know, educating people. It's all about if they're if if they're wrong, they're wrong. Yep. Um, we're all humans here. We all make mistakes. There you go. At the same time, if we're wrong, let's definitely, you know. Take a step back. What, yep. Yeah, exactly. Take a step back and think that what we said was wrong. And then we can apologize and just move on. There you go. Not only help ourselves, but help others. So they don't make the same mistakes that we have. There you go. Simple as that. And I'm happy that you learned that at such a young age because, again, like I was saying, like people don't learn these things till they get to college or till they're in forced to be in a diverse situation um, outside of their normal uh, groups of friends or companions that they uh, usually find themselves uh, circumventing to. So it's really true um, that this is an ongoing problem uh, in our world. And I think. You know, academic institutions, uh, elementary schools, you know, public schooling in general. Um, I think it is important for us to perpetuate uh, the importance of minority issues, um, even in world history classes. Um, be more, you know, bring more awareness to why these issues even transpired in the first place. When you look in the origins of history uh, and come to the reality that we are now, why were these things perpetuated? Why were these things an issue? Why was race and classism such a, a big factor in the way we are transformed have transformed you know our overall um society right um and again exactly. it's, it's exactly. nice that 
we have so many great leaders, you know, Martin Luther King being one of them, obviously, um, but so many others that have given us perspective as to why these have been continuous issues for us and what we can do in the future to be better, right? And, and exactly. that's one thing I'll say I'm happy for, you know, in my life and especially as a young kid as well, being around many groups of people and understanding what their idealisms are and how their family upbringing was uh, and, and how I can, you know, better integrate myself and understand those issues myself. Right. Um, and, and that's really important because I wish we could say that we lived in a peaceful world where nobody gets hurt and everybody can be who they want to be without anyone discriminating. Right. But we still have issues even against, uh, you know, the LGBTQ community and those people are still fighting for their rights, still fighting uh, for, just an equal perspective from other people because not everyone's going to think the same way right um love is love um you know and hatred really has no place in the workplace in schools in public places like no matter where we go we need to bring each other up we need to be the change we want to see and especially if any of you guys especially those listening uh ever encounter situations like this Remember to step up and be set the example for what it means to uh, step up for people that cannot step up for themselves. Elderly people are obviously <clears throat> physically inept in being able to protect themselves. Um, so when you see these individuals, you know, help them out if you need to. Um, and I even I uh, I saw a GoFundMe page that was circulating uh, around the Bay Area, and they were looking for money to kind of start this little nonprofit of um, assisting elderly Asian Americans or elderly people in general uh, to get to their destinations or if they you know need help with anything right uh, this is a great move and I'm happy that this has come come to transpire uh, but at the same time we need to understand that we can't live a life of, of, of fear right constantly looking behind our shoulder hoping you know that we'll be okay and we're not in this situation of fight or flight right um because that is not the american dream that is not what so many minorities go through um you know all these different principles to come into this nation and, and make a better life for themselves and their families right um so yeah definitely i hope that going forward you know and, and even uh the the situation that i was referring to earlier in the podcast about you know asian american businesses and, and businesses in general being broken into there's there is no need for for this to happen um you know it, it's crazy that Absolutely. something that that started over in the west coast is now on the east coast and now it's becoming a global issue um it it, it shouldn't take one instance for there to be multiple instances and, and for us to understand and, and learn from the atrocities that are going by so but yeah absolutely beautifully said i wouldn't have said it any better myself <laughs> thanks thanks the thing is, yeah one thing i definitely do agree with you is not only you and me but many other um young individuals out there we are the next generation yep we are basically the catalyst that can change how things are done in society yep and it's up to us to either just sit by and let things happen or we can do something about it yeah easily and yeah and like like what you said about you know instead of you know ignoring things that are happening around you and being a bystander how about instead of being a bystander be an upstander how about hey, wow um, love that instead of doing that yeah it's how about dude one of the biggest things that everyone needs is support right? there you go 
Yeah. One of the biggest things that we need is support, and as long as we know that there are others out there that can help support us in a fight against racism or anything else, that's one bond, that's one strength that can defeat anything, man. Support. Yeah. And yeah, like what you said about if you see something, say something. For example, um, so recently, there's mm-hmm. actually a statistic out there where up to this point, around 3,000 incidents have been, have been reported that relate to anti-Asian hate, hate crimes. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, so if you see something, definitely um, don't hesitate to report it. Yeah. We please report it. Um, you can all definitely use all the support and love out there. There's actually this one um, popular link that anyone can use. It's very simple. It's all you have to do is go to the website and click a few buttons. Takes a few seconds. It's called um, stopaapihate.org, mm-hmm. and it's one of the main platforms that people go on to report crimes against Asian Americans or Asians in general. Wow. Yeah. So definitely, if you see something, please report it. I understand. And what's kind of scary and upsetting about the number 3,000 is 3,000 is only the number of reported cases, right? Yep. It's only the number of reported cases. And who knows, there could be two times, five times, or even 10 times the amount of incidences that happen that were not reported. Yeah, Right. exactly. And we just need to understand. Um, we just can't be afraid. We just can't be scared. We can't. It's not the time. Um, nope. Exactly. And one thing that can happen is I understand that people might be afraid to speak up because they're afraid of the repercussions that could happen. Correct. Yeah. They're afraid that, like, they do want to help, but at the same time, they're afraid that they're going to be targeted as well mm-hmm. if they step in. That's one, that's one of the biggest fears that anyone has when it comes to um, reporting people. Right. Correct. And hey, as long as long as um, their names are anonymous, as long as we know that their identities are safe and protected, or as long as they know that there's people out there that are willing to protect them as well, yeah, should not have anything to be afraid of. Nothing. Nothing to be afraid of. There you go. And yeah, it just takes support. You know, simple enough. Support. Simple. Right? Yeah. Plain and simple. I mean. Support can is an ambiguous term that can mean anything. It can mean, you know, if you see something, definitely report it on stopapihate.org. There's definitely a lot of other ways you can report um, incidents like that, but that website's one of the um, most prominent ones. There's also, like, other ways. For example, like, it's like the um, GoFundMe initiative they mentioned in um, California. That's actually called um, Compassion in Oakland. Yep, there you go. That's what it was called. Compassion in Oakland. Yep. It was actually started by this one individual that's our, around our age. Right? Yeah, he is. Yep. He's around our age, and he just didn't stand by and let this happen. He was furious that these certain things were happening, and he just wanted to, you know, make sure that the elderly were safe. There you go. That people were safe and had nothing to be afraid of, and he wanted to make a change, and that's what he did. There you go. He yep. was able to start a GoFundMe, and people, regardless if you're Asian are not Asian. We're all willing to support, right? Yeah. And if we, and definitely, I'm really thankful and appreciative for that. For all the uh, viewers and listeners out there that are listening to this podcast, at us, if you were able to show support towards not only Asians, or Asian even the Black Lives Matter movement, 
even against exactly. Hispanics, those that exactly. were being harassed, um, you know, exactly. the, the whole situation with Trump and the border, all that. If you are any proponent to helping bring a better change for yourself as a minority, if you are listening or yourself, if you're not a minority, um, these are the ways that you can do so. Um, and I'm happy even myself, I've become more uh, open minded and and eager to donate to different places, especially if I know the work they're doing is going to be credible and they're making direct impact from what I've seen, right? Um, so definitely, I encourage many of you to find organizations you're really passionate about, even if it's uh, environmental-based, even if it's you know race-based, even if it's um, just getting giving help to individuals that need it. GoFundMe, again, is one of the best places to do so, right? Um, so I think that is an excellent point um, about just being there and even if it's monetary means like every small thing goes a long way but the thing is it doesn't even have to be monetary um, one of the biggest things to do is even you know speak up stand up for each other there you if go. i see someone getting harassed or picked on i will not stand by and let them get picked on i want to say something and help them out there you go right yeah it could be something like that or it can you even be something even more simple like advocating on social media yeah there you go advocating on social media like if you see something that you feel should be addressed then definitely post it on your story um instagram stories facebooks any type of social media something out there to give people more awareness get people to be aware and educated and even help you know spread the news spread the love so we can all help advocate for um issues that have been happening yeah right easily so there's stuff like that and um so besides compassion in oakland which I'm really proud that a lot of people have been responding to that. There's other initiatives out there um, that can help combat anti-Asian hate. There is um, CAASF, uh, Chinese Affirmative Action, San Francisco, where they're an organization that helps you know fight anti-Asian hate and racism and spreads awareness. There's mm -hmm. also others like there is um, hate is a virus, right? Wow! Not only is that a not only is that a website, but this, that's also a hashtag. A lot of companies out there, like Nike, um, and I think ESPN, ESPN also as well has used the uh, hashtag "Hate as a virus and stop Asian hate" to um, bring bring more awareness about uh, issues happening to the Pan Asian community on social media. Yeah. Awesome. So just stuff like that. Yeah, just stuff like that. Um, any support is welcome doesn't have to be monetary it can be anything social media posts it can be, any it can be anything yeah. it can be again standing up against individuals who end up being victims to these situations um definitely i'm going to drop links to these um in the description of this podcast so if you any of you guys are interested to learn more about these organizations i will be sure to put those there thank you so much for dropping these amazing gems tim um and i really do hope that we've invigorated the audience as well with all this important information uh, where can we yeah. find you, by the way? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, after this podcast, I can definitely shoot you my uh, my my Instagram. It's Timmy Yep, T-I-M-M-Y-Y-E-P. Awesome. That's my Instagram. And, yeah, I'll definitely be posting a lot of um, content about issues like this. So if you want to follow me, by all means. Perfect. Um, and I'll put that yeah. in the description as well. Thanks. And there's actually one more social media platform that I do want to mention that's really, really important. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you heard about this social media page or Instagram page. It's called Netshar. Netshar? 
next as an NE. Oh, next. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. On uh, Instagram, it's the leading source to spread Asian American news, and it definitely keeps you up to date on real issues that have been happening all over the world, real time. Wow. And keeps you educated, it keeps you updated on what's going on. There you go. Yeah, so if you can follow that page, please do. It's all support, definitely it helps out. And the more people that are educated and support, the better we're going to end up in the future, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely for sure. But not just that. Um, besides, you know, what's been happening around the Pan-Asian communities, I also want to acknowledge that we also need to, you know, be brothers and sisters, be allies to other minority groups out there, like Black Lives Matter, right? Black Lives Matter. Yes. On Yeah, and I actually, so, have you ever been to the Black Lives Matter Plaza around DC? I actually have not been. So I've been a few months ago, and dude, I can just tell you, it's, it's absolutely inspiring. Yeah. Not only to walk that path, but there's, right in front of the White House, there's this um, wall full of artwork. Mm-hmm. That had, that place tribute to all the fallen victims that have unfortunately been victims of um, racism mm-hmm. or hate police brutality and stuff like that yep and tell you one thing what's interesting is that out of a ton of um, people I only saw one uh, Asian American on the wall that's wow. been a victim of police brutality no way yeah and that's definitely not the only person ever you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, and, and that goes to show that we need to make sure that we we bring awareness and bring focus. You know, and this isn't ephemeral. You know what I'm saying? We need. I hope this doesn't become another hashtag. Doesn't become another trend that people kind of ride and, and then it dies down. Obviously, right? Mm-hmm. We need to continuously have these conversations. This isn't the last time we're ever going to hear a story like this. Oh, for sure, man. And, it's never going away. And so, and, yeah, we need to be yeah. really open-minded. Even the the next shark website that you brought up, like immediately, I'm looking at the first, like the, uh, the second article on here. Man who shoved elderly Asian woman released by police without bail yeah, under supervision. Yeah. Right? You wouldn't know this if you don't read articles and news articles and stay up to date. So again, this is a reminder to y'all. Like, sign up. There's one um, email service that I like to uh, read every morning. It's called Need to Know. Um, there's also the Daily Brew. Um, these are like really good ways to kind of stay up to date with current news. And um, I'm definitely going to add Next Shark to that as well because um, I honestly didn't even know this. So, um, Wait, what's it called? Uh, need to know? Yeah, need to know. Need to know. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, and, and I love it because it like really gives you an overview on like the most important news topics, but really like shrunked up uh, to a couple of like into a paragraph, which is really nice. Um, and also, obviously, they have the official news articles that you can read as well. Um, but like, yeah, you know, especially with the issues that were going on in Texas, coronavirus updates, political based things like they really give you the uh, the full full blown um, overview on what happened, especially even over the weekend. But yeah. That's for sure, man. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no I, problem. I'll definitely look into it. Yeah, no problem. All righty. Yeah. Definitely. So like issues like that. Um. I just want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I'm kind of still a little upset that I had to take around 3,000 reported cases and a few murders for people to speak up. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I am not taking this for granted. I am absolutely thankful and appreciated that um, 
individuals are are standing up for to fight against anti-Asian hate. Um, I definitely feel very thankful. I just want to thank anyone out there that's been you know, helping us fight that fight against racism, regardless if it's Asian, Asian American related or any other minority related. So thank you so much. Awesome. Well, thank you, Tim, for coming on to the podcast. Amazing speaker, bro. I appreciate you. By the way, Tim is a fellow Penn State alum with me. Uh, he graduated a year before me, 2019. He actually had a graduation, unlike me. Lucky you. Um, but simultaneously, again, I really appreciate your time uh, coming to us to talk about these issues because, again, I know you can, uh, have been directly impacted uh, in your own life, and I'm happy that you were able to be vulnerable with us and, and share those uh, that you know really upsetting situation I bet you were in so um, and I hope that you know conversation like that can be spread into the future and um, yeah more you know people bring their own perspectives and and also join in on the conversation you know what I'm saying the your your business resource group for Asian Americans I hope you know other races of people join that organization as well uh, to learn more about those issues um, and diversity inclusion in general so um, but yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, man, thanks. Thank you so much for inviting me. I definitely had a good time. This issue definitely needs to be addressed, and I'm, I'm definitely very thankful to uh, speak my mind about this. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you so much, definitely. Tim. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, man. Thanks to you so much for inviting me. Yeah, no problem, man. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, remember you can always follow. You can subscribe. You can drop a wonderful review under on Apple podcast saying how much you love it. Give us a five star. Um, and yeah, hopefully we get a sponsorship in the future, man. We, we've been looking for a sponsor for a minute. Um, but yeah, um, thank Follow you. This guy. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey, and remember if you guys can't find me on YouTube, obviously I, I've been lacking on the YouTube scene. Um, remember I have a Twitch as well. Um, and I, I stream pretty regularly. Um, and also, this podcast as well so again if you've been an avid listener i really do appreciate it and i hope this impacts somebody out there if you listen to the end i really appreciate you and yeah god be well uh with with you all and i hope you all enjoy your rest of your day peace and hair grease everybody bye peace <laughs> i want it all black caddy and some very dark shades Diamond on my ring in a very deep grave With the lights out, it's less dangerous Here we are now, entertain us I want an old black caddy in some very dark shades Diamond on my ring in a very deep grave With the lights out, it's less dangerous